Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Kickoff is this here. Um, just want to know y'all opinion. I'm gonna speak on it a little later on. I don't have a what you need. You know, I really um, morning the young lady was killed at the parade for the Chiefs, but now I don't know whether they stand anonymous or anything. But I haven't heard anything as far as what the Chiefs are doing. Hmm with this situation with this young lady and their family and the people who got hurt, for example. I mean, I mean, I can get y'all, y'all views on this, but I just want y'all to know that when a team wins a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. especially a team that's been hyping all over the last maybe six weeks with the whole Taylor Swift thing and Travis Kelsey and all that jazz, that team's making a lot of money. You hear me? They're making mm-hmm. money any way, you can, any way you can make money. I'm talking T-shirts, you name it, accommodations, deluxe boxes, anything that could sell is selling. Then when you win the Super Bowl, money is just of an abundance. Everybody's happy, bonuses and the whole nine. And Taylor Swift, she put in two donations of 50000 She did one, then she did another. Somebody probably told her it wasn't enough or whatever. But in all actuality, she really didn't have an obligation. But I'm trying to figure out where the hell is Mahomes, who is the, the you know the big doggy dog, you know, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Travis and all them, 
the ones that are benefiting all. And Travis was so – what got me, and like I said, we can go around the table. They heard a nerve to say that Travis made a statement. Travis didn't make that statement. Travis was so drunk on that stage, they had to hold him up, okay? And I'm sure once he got somewhere where he could lay down, he laid down. And then about an hour after the thing, after the shooting and everything, here's a statement from Travis. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis was drunk. But anyway, so what do you think about that? What, what do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs should do for this, for that whole situation to, to take the pain off? And But you can't replace nobody that died. Don't get me wrong. So money cannot replace a life. But what should the Chiefs do? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I ain't heard them... I, I think it would be good if they at least take care of the medical bills for the people that were injured. At a minimum, they should be able to do that. And granted, it wasn't their fault. We get that. It was the the two young people or three, however many. Well, being it wasn't their fault, medical bills would probably be paid anyway. Yeah, but by whom? The city? No, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying it would be nice if they went ahead and just gave the families that money back. Because I don't know if the families have to pay out of pocket. If you know, who's no, no, I'm just saying because of them. Well, getting... that's just my opinion. I'm saying, you know, maybe if they cover the medical expenses. Or no, I don't think that you get charged money medical back to when the you family. get shot. I'm just talking about the daylight. cost. Whatever that cost is for those that were injured, those that were shot and ended up in the hospital. Even if they didn't have to pay it out of pocket, let's just say if that medical bill came to $10,000, it would be nice if they gave that family that $10,000. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it has to go to the hospital. I'm just saying that that would be a gesture. That's just my opinion. Hmm. What do you think, Hal? Interesting. Um <laughs> I guess you have to look at the caliber of people. Um, Taylor Swift is the type of person that um, that's just who she is. Um, uh-huh. If she has to give, she's going to give it. Um, as far as the obligation, the chief, I mean, like like Baba Didi said, they're bringing in a lot of money. So maybe they should step up to the plate and, and, and say, look, we're giving a donation or we're starting a, a, a pot of a donation of $100,000 million dollars, whatever. Whatever you're going to start with. And then people will follow their lead. Um, you know, since the situation happened, you know, uh, was it during the parade or after? or? Yeah, right after the parade something? was wrapping up. But everybody was right. still okay. within the compounds of a municipal municipal uh, situation, performance, or whatever they were right. doing. Right. You know, what well, they call that? Recreation? Uh, parks and Recreation? Right. I still think maybe the chief thing, you know, the city of Kansas City should step up and uh, either, you know, give some type of donation to each family or pay some bills or something. I mean, just, just the act of, act of kindness, just period, you know. Mm-hmm. So people, people need that help. And people look at uh, 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 people differently. If you don't give from your heart, you know, they look at you differently. Okay, Kansas City, they're wrapping their arms around these people, you know, they need the help right now. So, you know, like Poverty said, more or less people are really looking at Kansas City now. So what you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just not opinion. 
Now that everybody's sobered up and everything, what you going to do? Yeah. Because they sure got them out of there. So they're the shots. They shuffled them jokers, you know. Yeah. They made sure that those uh, players got out of there. Yeah. That was pretty sad, though. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Did they say what the cause of it? I mean, why were they doing it? Were they talking to someone or... They no, they they claim it was some people that got into a dispute and they both had guns and they said the oh, one guy okay. with the automatic rifle he just started spinning in a circle squeezing the chair. Well, they said it was teenagers. They got two mm. people, two teenagers, I think, that they are holding or yeah, juveniles. Oh. Yeah, I think. Well, Carol, mm. you have that story. We're gonna talk about it more in focus, right? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, are you ready for the rundown? Okay. Sure thing. All right. We finished on that topic for right now? Yeah, I guess so, because we'll talk about it more when you get into the details of uh, that story. Okay. All right. Our in focus, like you said, the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade. Also, Republican lawmaker claims her white father was a slave. Okay. And Fannie Willis hearing focuses on romantic relationships. Cocktail of the week. I got a good one for you tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? I'm quite sure he has a lot for us tonight as well. We're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Dog sniffs out something unusual in passengers' luggage. Also, motorist in England calls police on himself and <laughs> caught at border with um, pythons in his pants. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, a black history moment. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. And I'm going to get into a kettle's corner tonight as well. The Kissed List and the Landswood. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party, and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Nazi Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the Ava Jama Party.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink,
Oh, welcome back to John Party Morning Who's Papa DJ I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're about to go in focus. And Kettle, you are in first position. So okay. what are you in focus on? Well, let's um let's elaborate more on what we were just talking about, the shooting. Um it's been two juveniles charged, um in the Kansas City Chiefs Victory Parade shooting. Jackson County charged two people under 18, oh boy, with unspecified gun offenses and resisting arrest in this connection of the shooting um, at the end of the Chiefs Parade uh, rally. Um, The court says more charges may come as police continue the investigation. Uh, They are not charged in adult court because the two are juveniles, which also means officials are not releasing their names. Interesting. The pair are charged with gun-related and resisting arrest charges. Uh, They are being held in secure detention. It's interesting how they can't find places for these juveniles to go because they're not putting them in prison, apparently. Um, Goes on to say our investigators have poured themselves into the investigation and it continues. We will not relent until everyone um, who may have played a part in these crimes is apprehended so um, that they may be punished in the fullest extent of the law. Okay. So the lead prosecutor, Gene Peters, basically said, um, we expect to be uh, at a future hearings regarding these individuals who were charged today. We will continue to work closely with all authorities as the investigation continues. Okay. So they said that the police believe that shooting occurred because of dispute, like you guys said earlier, and not because of uh, terrorism or extremism. Who was talking about that? That's crazy. Why do people put that into play? I mean, that's when you open up a whole can of worms. Um, the shooting know. victims, nine were children, and several other people were injured and treated at local hospitals. Another man, um, Jose Castillo, has been charged with unlawful possession of a firearm, class D felony that could carry a sentence up to seven years in prison. Um, Castillo, who was near Union Station, and shots were fired, allegedly picked up a handgun dropped by one of the people fighting at the Chiefs rally when shots broke out. Why would you do that? It's crazy. Um, upon his arrest, Costello stated that he thought that fireman, uh, a firearm might have uh, belonged to another officer. Right. And was going to give it to the uh, officer. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Costello is currently in the prison detention center where he Remains uh, $25,000 bond. Okay. Ain't no money. Why would you pick up a gun? Uh, uh, So he claimed he was going to give it to the officer, huh? Right, right. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So it sounds like they're trying to apprehend some other people as well. I guess they're going to look at the tapes and everything and just see who did what. Well, who knows? This Costello guy, he might have been part of it. Who knows? I don't know. 
That was just so unfortunate, you know. They were all in celebration mode. Everybody was yeah. happy. They said it was like a million people out there, literally a, a million folks. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And the police were all yeah. over the place, you know, just because of the event and the number of people right. they were participating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't didn't they say there was a sniper or one more than one on, on the roof? So they had, you know, all kind of protective, mm-hmm. you know, security and all of that there. And yet, mm-hmm. you still have this kind of situation. It's messed up. Right. It's, it's hard to see everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know, I always say if somebody really has it in their heart to do something untoward, they'll find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter but how I, many I, I, ways you try to prevent it. Yeah, I just hate that, you know, this had to happen the same day as the, the like you said, the parade, and it kind of tarnishing, you know, if you want to have something like this in the future, you know. Yeah, you, that's You try true. to have the best security in the world, but if you want to act like a fool, you know, during a celebration time, you know, um, who wants it, you know? Um, yeah, it definitely yeah. makes it hard for the next event. Right, you know. Um, that's just that's just been the uh, tradition of um, Americans. That's what we do. We celebrate, you know, celebrate. So you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, it looks like all these mass shootings have become a new tradition, and that and needs to stop. Yeah, it needs to stop. It's like there people after a while you copy, you start copycatting. Right. Okay. Well, keep it moving. I got a, a, this one is an interesting one. Uh, There's a Republican lawmaker, and this is a white woman, that's claiming her father, who was a white man, was a slave. So check this one out. A white Republican state representative made the shocking claim that her father, A white man born in the 1930s was a slave. This woman, who I'm putting on the kiss it list, uh, she's from Kentucky. Kentucky State Representative Jennifer Decker made the comment while trying to dismiss the intention behind diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. You know how the Republicans tend to uh, never want to get behind diversity, equity, and inclusion programs because they feel like they're not necessary. It singles out. Basically, it takes away from white people. So they don't care for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. So anyway, Ms. Decker, who's 68 years old, was speaking on the 1st of February at an NAACP meeting discussing a state bill that she sponsored that would get rid of diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, initiatives, according to the Courier-Journal. Now, this particular bill that she's sponsoring would defund any training or scholarships that are associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Now, uh, while she was speaking at this NAACP event, 
Ms. Decker claimed that these DEI initiatives were completely unnecessary because of the fact that her father was a slave, but he worked his way up to success. So she made this statement to justify why diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are unnecessary since her father was a slave and he was able to, you know, pick himself up and work him his way on up the ladder and find success. So she went on to say, and this is a quote from her, my father was a slave, but just to a white man, and he was white, meaning her father, he was white. And her comment was a response to somebody who asked a question about her family's role in the slave trade. So that was her answer about what was your involvement or your family's involvement in the slave trade. And she responds with, well, my father was a slave just to a white man, and he was also white. Now, despite the fact that her father was born like 70 years after slavery was abolished in the United States, Ms. Decker insisted that her father was born on a dirt farm and that his mother was the illegitimate child of a very prominent person who was kind enough to allow them to work for him as slaves. So she went on to later tell the Courier-Journal paper that her father was essentially the same as a slave because he was born poor and he worked on somebody else's land. So she figured that's the same as being a slave, same thing. So after people slammed her left and right for making such a brain-dead, idiotic statement, she later came back and said, okay, I admit that calling my father a slave was probably too much, noting that her father did not experience the same abuses that enslaved black people endured, and she admitted that her family had never been kidnapped from their homes and shipped across the ocean to work. So I'm going to put her on the top of the Kiss It list, and I'm going to put her in the middle and on the end of the Kiss It list, because this woman is just plain stupid. How do you even come out your mouth? And once again, as Papa Didi always says, all it takes is to get elected. This is an elected official in Kentucky talking about her father was a slave or was just, you know, basically saying same thing because he was born poor and worked on somebody else. Her name is uh, Decker. What's her first name? Let me find it. Her last name is Decker. (laughs) Jennifer. Jennifer Decker. Okay. She's 68. It's not like she's young and stupid. You old and stupid. How are you 68 and And, still ignorant? Come on. Come on, And what is her position again? She is a state representative in Kentucky. Oh, God. Elected official in Kentucky. Miss Jennifer, (laughs) you're on the kiss it list. (laughs) You ain't officially on the Unreal. And to tell this the NAACP, she says this crap at an NAACP meeting on the first day of Black History Month. Girl, you off the chain. (laughs) You off the chain. 
What you think, Papa? What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, when people talk dumb like that, the first thing I want to do is find out when they were born. Well, she's 68. So you can do the math and find well, the see, year. that don't even qualify. I don't even, that's, that's really interesting for her to be 68 years old. And who? And she's she's a congressperson? She's a state representative oh, in state, Kentucky. A state representative? What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. She's not even in, she's not even in D.C. She's in Kentucky. How did her voice even get anywhere if when she's in, in Kentucky talking shit? <laughs> Damn, at least get get a fucking Amtrak to D.C. and talk some shit Ooh, in D.C. There's something wrong with these folks. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Well, yeah. it's, it's just shows she's been thinking that. I mean, poor white trailer park trash don't make you a slave. Not at all. And the fact that you're the black sheep of the damn family, and that was her father, right? Yeah. So what does that say about her? Hello. How the fuck did she become so successful? How did she slip through the rat hole? But Apparently, he was born in the 30s, 70 years after slavery was abolished. So what the heck is she even talking and she, about? She's 68. She was born in the 50s. She's stupid. She was born in 68, saying. She's so she was born uh, wow, 50, 56, something like that. Anyway. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's all I can say. Wow. Okay. All right, keep it. All right, this story I got here now. This this has a lot of layers. Now, first of all, you know one thing you got to do in life today is that um, I don't even know how to put it, but you you have to graduate to it. You know, and I say that. To say that um, doing dumb shit kind of just comes natural. You know what I mean? Everybody been there. So you can't be mature and have lived life and, and got life lessons. And once you get that, talk about motherfuckers doing dumb shit. Unless they're a person of a certain age. Then you can say, motherfucker, you should have known better. You know what I mean? But anybody of a certain age, and, and age and, and maturity comes into play, but sometimes age and maturity don't match one another. You know what I'm saying? Because you can be immature at a high-ass age. So, But anyway, I'm talking about uh, Fannie Willis. Now, I don't really fault this young lady because when she was testifying – all the odds are against her, first of all, because, see, Trump got cronies all over the place. And not only does he have cronies all over the place, he got dumb black-ass people that are willing to take their anger for someone and throw somebody else under the bus, you know, somebody else of color, which happened in, in Fannie Willis's case. This girl that, that really kind of turned her in, more or less, or, or contributed to them making it a real a story, went to the authorities, plus the white woman who's doing, the white lawyer who's testifying, got some gossip. Everybody got scuttlebuck and gossip through the office. You know, the, the interesting thing about Atlanta, and I've been focusing on Atlanta a lot lately. See, a lot of people don't understand about Atlanta. Let me explain something about Atlanta. There's Atlanta and there's Atlanta, all right? Now, for those who wanted to migrate to Atlanta, less 
around, I guess the same time I bought my first house, around 1999, 98, 97. You know, if you got to Atlanta prior to the year 2000, you did good because you got a nice house with a lot of land and everything else, okay? Now, if you go to Atlanta now because you hear all the trend of, you know, Tyler Perry got a big old thing there and all the stuff is made in, in, you know, when they say made in Georgia, when you're looking at shows like, um, what's it called, Family Feud and stuff like that, everything's in Atlanta, Fulton County. Fulton County, they got a little suburbs called, uh, what's that suburbs up there? Uh, can't think of it right now. Hmm, I can't anyway. think of the name of it. Yeah, what, what was the name that, of that joint? high-end neighborhood? It ain't really high-end because I went to a well, wedding up there. Yeah, it wasn't even then back then, but anyway. But what I'm saying, make a long story short, is that it's still the South. And if you go five miles on a dirt road and turn the wrong way, you're going to be in the middle of some shit that you won't even understand. So a lot of people that live in Atlanta, they stay in Atlanta. Then you got an area called Smyrna, which is near there. Then you got another area uh, begins with an M. I think it's called uh, what? Um, I forget the name of that one. That's Buckhead. another popular. Buckhead. Buckhead is right. Yeah. That's the suburban joint. Mm-hmm. But the other area is called uh, I can't think of it right now. But it sounds like a town in New Orleans, in New Orleans area. But anyway, right now if you go to Atlanta, it's the wrong time. Houses of Five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. You're not getting no land with it. You're gonna be on the way outskirts. You're gonna be at least twenty five, thirty miles from Atlanta in different areas up there. You know, but but the hype is something else because it's just so interesting because there's really nothing to it. Ain't nothing but a small southern ass town. You know, it's not. You know, everybody. The, the hype and the hoopla of people when you put. Hip hop and, and and rhythm and music and and Tyler Perry and all this ATL hype 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 hype. You know, are you a person of a certain age that really adores that hype or needs that hype or enjoys that hype? It all depends on where you are in your life because sometimes you don't want to be so hyped up. Now, I said all that to get to Fannie Willis. Now, this is a very prominent young lady, still is. You know, she had Trump by the balls, okay? She was squeezing both of his, his testicles in her hand. But the cronies was looking at her, watching her like a damn hawk. She didn't care about the threat she was getting and all that stuff. But she had this one girlfriend who used to be her best friend. Something happened between them two girls, mm-hmm. okay? They say keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That is so damn true. I'm telling you right now. Keep them closer. Because people nowadays that are jealous, envious, or whatever, will throw your ass under the bus with the quickness. And it won't even be directly to you. The thing people are doing nowadays is jokers are talking about your ass without you having the benefit of being there to defend yourself. And that's what pisses me off more than anything. And by the time you walk up, you don't know what's been said about you. All you know is that when you walk in the room, everybody stop talking. Okay? Because rumors are flying around the room about you, and you don't even have a clue. You are you come in so innocent and trying to be so loving and caring and, and really being this and that with everybody, but somebody done threw your reputation under the damn bus, and you don't even know it. And that's what happened to Fannie Willis with this one sister who was on the news every time they interviewed her, and she was testifying herself. Did you know that she had a relationship with this guy in this year? 
No, they didn't. She's kind of saying, no, they've been fucking all the time. She's proving the whole thing of the white lady who was interviewing Fannie Willis. She just verified it. Now, Fannie said they didn't start messing around through 2020. Was it before then? And the black woman who, and they said it just used to be Fannie Willis' best friend. Now, mind you, she's sitting there looking like a damn chia pet with nine pounds of fake-ass hair. Not Fannie Willis, but the woman who, who threw her under the bus, the black woman. These big-ass, long, stupid-ass-looking earrings, right? These dark glasses, just looking like a damn chia pet, okay? Obviously, she ain't fucking nobody, okay? And she's looking at she's looking at Fanny with the other brother now. They paid that brother. He's a real smart brother. Uh, his name on here, what, what's his name? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Willis. Uh, no, not Willis. Uh, what, what is that boy's name? I don't recall his name. Yeah, but anyway, that was... But they paid... Right, they paid, paid him like 350000 but, but six, well, thousand. I thought it was Anyway, we're making a long story short here, okay? We're not throwing factual out here, but the gentleman has a law firm, and they use them as special prosecutor based on their talent, their talent and their knowledge and things of this nature. But now... The word got out that the person, the law firm that they hired was the black wolf. Everything in Atlanta's black, okay? But with Trump, with all the white people, soon as she grabbed the black person, all of a sudden it, the red flags went up. Trump said, well, damn, well, how well does she know him? And then somebody said, well, I think she fucking him, okay? And then they found a black woman who verified it. And then this other prosecutor who did a little op-ed on it, this 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 other lawyer, this white lawyer who was who was um interrogating her, she got the scoop on it and it was amazing how everybody knew the the business of them two fucking. Where they'd been, what they'd done, the fact that they'd been to uh not Fiji, but what's the other one? Um Aruba. No, nah, no, nah, they went further than that. The well, that was one place. Yeah, but they went they, they been went to, to a uh, cruise, they've been to Aruba. Yeah, they did a lot of Fiji. stuff together. Fiji, yeah, but what she said was that if he paid for it, she reimbursed it. They try to make it seem like they were laundering money. Mm-hmm. Pay him six hundred thousand. Now y'all are with each other, and you know. It, but in, in my opinion, they both are older people, immature people. They're not like flamboyant young people that are running around like you know. I mean, she's a prominent lawyer. He's a pro- he's a prominent lawyer. And they were hanging out. And what I don't understand about the world today, let's go back to ABC, for example, when they fired them two people on that show. You know, the brother and the uh, the young lady that we're working with on the ABC yeah, afternoon show. Yeah, but that's not that, that's not important. But they they fired them because they were out a lot in different areas, commentating in New Orleans and all that. And somebody whispered, 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 they're fucking. What the hell is wrong with fucking today? I don't understand. Why is it so frowned on? Like when somebody, is it the people that ain't fucking that's telling on the people that's fucking? <laughs> I don't understand it. Why is fucking got to be such a a bad word? Where everybody's like, oh, oh, they're fucking. Oh, my God, they work together and they're fucking. Well, damn, so what? But anyway, they got this woman ran across the coals. But she fought back to the white prosecutor that was that was uh, drilling her, saying, "I'm not on trial here." She said, "Okay, we're, we're, okay, you want to get to the bottom of the situation, 
between me and him, and, you know, ethically, I did some shit wrong. But she said those people, and everybody who was on, going on trial was in the audience watching this because they wanted to see Fannie Willis get grilled. Mm-hmm. They were in the fucking audience. I'm like, damn. It's amazing how the people that you trying to burn, now that somebody's trying to burn you, they want to witness that shit like, like you, you committed murder and you on death row and they about to put some shit in your arm. That's how all the people that was defending us was watching it. And it was just so interesting how it just went full circle, how now they're preoccupied with that. And Trump is loving it because he's like the puppet master. He's got everybody, like, in this thing where, okay, yeah, they told him that. And he's he just trying to get to November. You know what I mean? Oh, he's all over social media saying, oh, she's a fake. This whole thing, the charges against me are fake, just like her yeah, well, and all this stuff they tried to put on me. It's all a fake. Well, you know, the one thing that I don't say in her defense is that, you know, the one thing you got to be in life is a little more discreet. True. And when I say discreet, I don't mean hiding. I just mean discreet. The woman who turned her into black woman used to be her best friend. But apparently something happened between them. But it happened too late because the bitch knew too much, okay? You kicked the girl to the curb because she probably did some funky shit, and she got mad because she ain't living under the fat of the lamb no more. So, and it's just so sad when people that don't have a life, when all of a sudden they get they get taken out of the mix of shit, and they just want to just spill their guts on everything. But you ain't got but one time to fill your guts because Fannie Willis is going to survive. She's a smart-ass woman. Oh, yeah. But the woman, the black woman threw her under the bus. Where are you going to be going forward now that you let Trump's people convince you to go on the stand and testify? You didn't have to testify about your old girlfriend. Y'all were friends because Trump damn sure ain't your friend. And none of the people that, that persuaded you, did you get paid for that? Or you did it on fucking bullshit emotions? Nah, that bitch fucked me over. That she wouldn't, he wouldn't invite me. And I, I, I asked her to borrow ten thousand dollars. No, she got plenty of money. She, you don't know what the reason is that they fell out. But all I say is oh, that that woman is not taking any hostages. She has been speaking for herself. I saw a clip where they were grilling her, and she said, she told whoever that person was asking questions. Mm-hmm. She said, don't get cute with me. Don't get cute, yeah. Don't get cute with me. She did. I was like, okay, now. She did. She was like, don't, don't do it. Because she's a prominent lawyer. Prominent. Yeah. And she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. And like I tell you, it, this, you know, and like I always say, and this too will come to pass. Yeah. And they're trying to, Trump is just sitting back in the background trying to, he know he guilty as hell. And he's trying to, you know, I mean, the world, in, in closing, I just want to say that if you look at the world today, man, the world is really fucked up. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to go out on this one. People take stories and they just try to get six stories from one story. They were saying something on one of the one of the internet stations saying that that uh, and they this is the word they say stuff like took flack or getting pushed back and all the, these different words to get you excited in the story. And here was the story that I heard. It said that Usher is getting flack by the way he was holding 
Alicia Keys oh, yeah. during the performance and this and that by the way he hugged her. And then they said, well, them two used to go out for a minute. And they just kept it going on and on and on and on. And then you get a comment from um, Swiss Beats mm-hmm. who said, I didn't look at none of that shit that way. Yeah. Because some people come to the point in their life that like this here. As long as Usher ain't fucking with my money and paying my wife, hell, he can fuck the dog shit out of her if he wants to. I mean, I'm making jokes. But I'm just saying, his his mind ain't there. I think the Swiss Beast and, and Alicia Keys are strictly business, big time. And that little, as long as they look at their direct deposit and Usher dropped that $60,000 that he promised to her, and, and they both, she's dropping the album, he's dropping the album, it's all working together, I'm going to grab you, I'm going to hug you, and all that, because every hug is not a fuck. Just because you're on somebody's ass, it don't mean you're gyrating, you know? It's called show business. It's show, yeah, and it's... it's people need to just exhale because and people, relax. Non-life having people want to make a story out of everything. I'm here to tell the world that y'all really need to slow down, calm down, look in the mirror, and worry about your own goddamn life for a change. Get out of the business of worrying about everything except you. Look and see how fucked up you are for a minute before you start trying to analyze and judge everything around you. And that's what's happening today. I'm, I'm well, on the Fannie Willis story, I just wanted to add that um, her father testified as well. Whose father? Fannie Willis's father. Hmm, he that. testified, and he was saying how she started getting death threats the day she was sworn in in the position of, what is she, a district attorney? She started getting death threats. Now, keep in mind, she's down there in, what is that, Fulton County in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Soon as she became a district, district attorney down there, she started getting death threats. She said, uh, her father said that they keep, um, there's a police car, at least one, that stays outside of their home daily just for protection because they used to have people that would come, like groups of people, would come and stand around the house calling her nigga this, bitch that, well, all this kind of foolishness. And it would go on day after day, the threats, the, you know, all kind of threats on her life. But she still presses forward to do yeah, her Yeah, but job. that's been going on for so, years. No, but I'm saying just for her. She's been dealing with that since she was sworn in to this job. So if these prosecutors think that they're going to rattle her with these questions and all of this crap they're throwing at her, they don't realize that this woman has been through other stuff much more intimidating than these questions they're coming up with. She is not yeah. rattled by these people. Yeah, because these jokes today are amateurs. You know, the people that killed them four little girls in the church and the people that killed um, the different people back in the day, those are real motherfuckers right there. Yeah. Threats are not, you know, threats are threats. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, Her but father said that she has moved four times just because of some of the harassment that has gone on. The house that she originally had, her dad stays at that house to protect it and guard it, and the cop sits out there daily. But she has actually moved four different times oh, wow. because the harassment just continues on and on and on oh. to the point where it's, like, ridiculous. If those Negroes want to live in the South, 
I really there you go. You know, I, I, I just, just wanted to throw that in there. You know that she's dealt with a whole lot of crap just because of the job that she holds. So she definitely, you know, stood her ground on all of that interrogation. But anyway, all right, we're done with that. Kettle, unless you had anything to add, we're going to keep it moving. No, let's take a little CC. I need a little relief for a minute until we get a cocktail. Yeah, there's a lot going on, a lot going on with that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side with a cocktail of the week. Tune in every Friday night to join Redwine for her commentary, I'm Just Saying. She'll tell you what's on her mind and give it to you straight, no chaser, because that's how she rolls. On the Pajama Party Show, you know it's the original Pajama Party Show, right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen online at apajamaparty.com. Or feel free to call in and join the show and let her know if you agree or if you disagree. The number is 914-803-4306. Give her a call. Let her know. Because after all, she's just saying. So add your opinion to the conversation on the original Pajama Party Show. We'll see you there. Hi, welcome back to John Party. One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, it's time for a much-needed cocktail of the week. Week, week, week. Ooh, what you got for us this week, Kettle? Make it a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, Papa be satisfied with this one. Um, okay. This is called the uh, Red Jubilee Cocktail. This is a perfect cocktail for celebrating the Lunar New Year. Hennessy BSOP embraces the zing of Chinese five spices with a note of citrus in this balanced cocktail. Uh All right. Yes. Three parts of Hennessy BSOP, some of the finest uh, cognac, one part of fresh squeezed lemon juice, one part of simple syrup, one tenth of the uh, Chinese five spice, five dashes of bitter, uh, and one star anise and a cocktail cherry. So you're going to add all the ingredients to a shaker uh, with ice, of course. Shake until well chilled. Strain into a wok glass with fresh ice. And garnish with a cocktail cherry and a star anise. And that is the Red Jubilee Cocktail with the finest of wow. the Hennessy BSOP. Yeah. That is nice. I like that. Uh, that sounds what? like you got to drink it with your pinky out. <laughs> Fancy. All right. Thank you, Kettle. And that's the Red Jubilee Cocktail. Got it. All right. Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment dot com, and we thank you both for that. And we're going to kick it over to you, Papa Didi. What's popping? Well, we talked in the beginning of the show on the on the knock around question about uh, what should the Chiefs do when it comes to um, the people that got well, the person that 
that uh, died, unfortunately, and uh, the people, the other people that were hurt and things of this nature. You know, Taylor Smith, she stepped up and she contributed a hundred thousand dollars to that uh, GoFundMe. And um, I have everything about the Chiefs doing anything, which is strange because the Chiefs had a pretty good year, made a lot of money. And uh, maybe they're doing it anonymous, so I'm not going to assume. But the one thing I will say is that um, I really think that this is the last year you're going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for a couple years. For two, maybe three years at the most, because everybody's gotten hip to them. You know what I mean? They had to win uh, the previous Sunday. Had to. That was the only way they was able to culminate everything that happened to them this year. Because they were, they were kind of lousy during the season. You know, they lost a lot of key games. Then they got in there, and then they luckily beat the Buffalo Bills because the guy missed a field goal. And then they beat the the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens were too hyped because they were playing in Baltimore that Sunday, and they were just either nervous or it was too much hype and hoopla, and nobody paid attention to the damn game. And the fact that the Chiefs are experiencing that, they kind of took it over. And they won a Super Bowl because San Francisco did not know the rules of the game. The rules changed in the Super Bowl. It used to be that when you tied a game, one person can score a field goal, and if the other person gets the ball back, but if somebody scores a touchdown, the game is over. But in the Super Bowl, both teams get the opportunity to have the ball. That was a new rule. And I don't think that Kyle Shanahan was emphasizing that like the Chiefs practiced it over the last two weeks before the game. They even said it. They kept telling us that we go, that we want to have them to have the ball first so they can see what they got to do on the back end. But when they did the coin flip, I don't think San Francisco knew the new rule for the Super Bowl. So they took the ball. And the Chiefs loved it. They said, they're taking the ball. They're taking the ball. Damn, can you believe it? You're supposed to give the ball to the other people. That way you see what they do. If they don't score, you got to go down and make a field goal. But you're going to get the ball back. But like I said, San Francisco experience, and this is this is the Chiefs' third time to the Super Bowl, so there's no butterflies, you know, no butterflies at all. So I think everybody they played Buffalo uh, when they played the uh, Ravens and everybody, all of them were new to all this hype and hoopla, and they shot themselves in the foot. But I think that after this year, everybody has learned. The Chiefs, okay? Learn them. Learn them, understand them, know them, and, and then they're going to fall apart because, in my opinion, the Chiefs are imploding anyway. I mean, look at the way that Jack Travis was so hyped by winning the Super Bowl. He ran up on the coach and almost knocked him over, being mad about wanting the ball or something. Pushed him. You see how that happened in there? And then the Chief, then the coach stumbled over. Now, if he would have felt a certain way when Travis pushed him, he could have tore his ACL in his knee. You know, he's damn near 70 years old. And you run, Then you yell in his face. And then a few weeks ago during a regular season, something happened with, with uh, Mahomes. He went off. Remember he threw his hat 
and was acting all crazy that day, both of them boys got big-time egos. Oh, yeah. Egos that are so out of control because of all this shit around them. And then you got your boy uh, Mahomes, his wife, is posing in Sports Illustrated. Now this woman only weighs about 65 motherfucking pounds. No titties, no ass. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, what's the name posing in there? The girl sings a wrecking ball song. What's her name? <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> no titties, no ass, no nothing. And these motherfuckers got nerve to put a bathing suit on on top of nothing. Looking like a fucking boy. I don't get it. Ego. Opportunity. Oh. Oh. Mahone's wife. Now, this girl, when they first met in his first year playing, she was all shy and, you know, skinny and white and everything. Remember when you first met, you know, him? And he induced his wife and everything, and she was just a little... Skinny girl, they was in high school together and all that, and yada, yada, yada. Now, all of a sudden, oh, now that... She was innocent. Innocent, yeah. yeah. Now that Taylor Swift is coming to the games and all that shit, everybody want to get their shit off. <laughs> everybody think they sexier than a motherfucker. You know? Taylor Swift started a whole she lot. She started of all that. You know? But it's just, it's just amazing how everybody, the egos have this year, when they won, like I said, all the crap they did, Travis, Mahomes, doing crazy shit all year, messing up, doing that, they just happened to win the Super Bowl. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I bet the house on it, those days are gone because they don't want to sign the brother, the defensive guy. The defense won that game. And then they got rid of my mayor, Eric Bieniemy. He won two Super Bowls with them. They He was just too strict on them, so... Mahone said get rid of him. They got rid of him. He was with the damn commanders. Then the commanders got rid of him. Eric Bieniemy, one of the best offensive coordinators. As soon as Mahone say he don't like you. But the one thing about being a superstar, you can't keep getting rid of all the people around you because they're trying to discipline you. Because now you're around all your enablers. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening with Mahone's and Travis. They do what they want to do. They front what they want to front. But one thing I'll say to Travis and what's the girl's name? Taylor. Taylor. They better not fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Cause you know Taylor done fucked about a thousand guys. Okay? And Travis is one thousand one thousand one. So what's gonna happen when they break up? And if they were lost the Super Bowl, what would have happened to the relationship? Can Taylor Swift handle a losing Super Bowl? Everybody can win and kiss and hug. We won, we won, we won. But losers, boy, that shit get quieter than a motherfucker. Okay? That's a you, don't hear kind n- of you ain't hear nothing about San Francisco 49ers at that game, did you? Mm-mm. Nothing, right? When you when you lose, you, you fizzle out into the abyss. So I'm trying to figure out, y'all hyped up on the win. Can you handle the loss? And that's what's going to happen for now on because I'm going to tell you right now. Egos is gone. They got rid of key people. The only people they got left on that team is Travis, Mahomes, and Andy Reid. That's it. And that's that they trying to breed people. Well, well, that's the nucleus, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a 53-man roster. 
you can't have three people, you know. I mean, it's just, like I said, I'm leaving alone. But right. they're done. All right. Thank you for that. We're going to see. Because right now, Taylor and Travis are riding high on love. Right, because they, they won the damn game. But. Well. It is kind of weird. But we still have mass mass sympathy for what happened at that parade because that that had nothing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. That was just some bullshit that we just can't go nowhere without worrying about what's going to happen to us, no matter where we are—mall, school, whatever—and when nobody's fighting to stop gun control and uh, same business as usual. It is. All right, we're gonna lighten it up. Lighten it up with the weird news. Am I right? I know I jumped, but yes, let's make sure you're I'm right. right. Okay. All yep, right. You're right. Uh-oh. You're I hear up. ice. Mm-hmm. All right. Lighten it up with the weird news. I got the first one. I've got dog sniffs out something unusual in a passenger's luggage. What could that be? This one is out of Boston. Out of Boston. Uh, it was a Customs and Border Protection dog. Sniffed out something unusual in luggage from a traveler returning from Africa. Turns out it was mummified monkeys. This person had mummified monkeys in their luggage. The passenger was returning from a visit to the Democratic Republic of Congo, and they reported that the luggage contained dry fish. But when it luggage got inspected at Boston Logan Airport, it revealed dead and dehydrated bodies of four monkeys. So they lied. Uh, the traveler said he bought the monkeys into the U.S. for his own consumption. Now, that's frightening. Why are you eating dead, dehydrated monkeys? Okay. Uh Raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals is sometimes referred to as bush meat. And bush meat is banned in the United States because of the threat of disease. Uh, This incident happened last month, but it was made public um, on this past Friday. Uh, Bizet, the person who uh, was the spokesperson for the uh, Border Patrol, said on Sunday that no charges were filed, but all the luggage was seized and nearly nine pounds of this bush meat was marked for destruction by the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control Prevention. Whew. There you have it. I didn't know that's what bush meat was. I've heard the term, but I didn't know it was like dehydrated animals of some sort. But that's my weird news. Never heard of it. Never, never. If you if you hang around some Africans or some people from the Caribbean, older people, you might hear them oh, okay. mention the term about bush meat. I oh, just okay. never knew yeah. what it was. Okay, I have heard that. Okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. Now you know what it is. <laughs> well, I see. Okay, I don't want nothing. Okay, you see, you want bush meat? Hell to the no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Run, run. All right, Kel, over to you. What's your weird news? All right, this is in London. Motorist in England calls police on him on his own self. How stupid is he? He's just a dumbass. 
I used to learn to say a, a, a drunken driver did the right thing after doing the wrong thing. An emergency dispatcher received an unusual call just before noon on Monday when a motorist reported he was driving drunk and said he doesn't know what he's doing. The man said he had a rough weekend. Um, man calls to the police to report that he is a uh, is a drink is a drink driver. Police said, using the British term for the offense. Uh, it's not every day that this happens. When officers arrived, a 52-year-old man was in a van on the side of the road. At least he pulled over. A breath test revealed he was three times over the legal limit. Oh, good oh. gracious! He, uh, he was, was arrested on Monday. He was arrested on Monday and held in custody and released after being charged Tuesday with drunk driving. And Harry got the. Uh, uh, court. Oh boy. Okay. Well, at least he pulled. Hey, hey. Yeah. He said, I'm tore up. I don't know what I'm doing. Come get me. <laughs> he said, I'm driving drunk. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> well, he pulled off and called. Look, he pulled off the side. He called. He didn't drive and text or, 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 or call. So he, he did all the right things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't, can't be mad at him. All right. Uh, okay. All right, Papa D. Over to you. What's your weird? Oh, uh, this is a um, person caught at the border with a python in his pants. Damn. You a real one? Damn python is. Don't, yeah, that's This happened in Albany, Albany, New York, which is up top. See, a New York City man was was he he admitted to smuggling three py- pythons. Oh in his my pants gosh. Through the U.S. Canada border. Crossing, he was sentenced Wednesday to a year of probation and fined five thousand mm. dollars. His name was Calvin, thirty-eight years old. He crossed into northern New York, which is up top there, with the hidden snake on a bus from Montreal to New York City on July fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. They were they were young young snakes. They were hidden in his inner thigh what? of his pants, and the snakes was tied by the head to the drawstring of his sweatpants. What the fuck? What the shit is that? Is that the best you could do? I don't get it. That's crazy. He had the jawstrings. He had the jawstrings around the neck of the snakes like he walking the fucking dog. Anyway, they were discovered by U.S. Customs Border Protective Officers, according to the court documents. Oh, my God. And uh, release uh, from the office of the United States Attorney, uh, Carla Freeman. Oh, the Queens God. resident purchased the snakes, which are worth more than $2,500 at a reptile store in Canada, and wanted to bring them back to America. Mm-hmm. They said that uh, you couldn't do it because pythons are regulated by the international treaty, by United States federal regulation, listing them as a... Uh, as a uh, Injurious to a human being. Yeah. So they said the pythons one of the world's largest. Can, will turn out to be one of the largest. These are babies he had, but they'll turn mm-hmm. out to be one of the largest snakes. It, 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 what gets me all the time is that people always get these little baby everything's, and then when the shit grow up, they don't know what to do with it. Especially <laughs> people that get these little pigs, the piglets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're in a one bedroom apartment with a big ass pig that's ready. <laughs> be fucking roasted. 
that's ready for the damn charcoal, you know what I mean, for the for the grill. You ever see people, oh, that, that's kitten. They had named it kitten when it was a little baby pig oinking around like a kitten. And the, and the house thinks you know those damn pig is 500 pounds. Oof. It's My amazing goodness. how when people get these little baby animals and they grow I'm up I'm still be. tripping off of him tying them to the drawstring of his sweatpants. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Woo-wee. All righty. Well, that's the weird news for tonight. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Kettle's Corner. We've got a oh. Kettle's Corner installment for tonight. Kettle got something for us tonight. All right, I'm going to kick it over to you, Kettle. What you got in Kettle's oh, Corner okay. tonight? Oh, you ready for me already, huh? I'm ready for you. What, you need a break? You need a break for that? (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm ready, shoot. After this weird news, I got something for y'all. I got to get the man's name. I'll I'll get his name later, but Kevin's Corner. All right, come on. It's time for me to to voice my opinion on some crazy shiggity. I might do a little cussing here, but um, you guys won't get the point. That's just going to be free. I'm not understanding why an ex-funeral home director is keeping remains of 30 cremated people and one dead body in a hearse in his backyard. Please explain this to me. I am not understanding this at all. These bodies were found on February 6, 2024, and the business had been closed since 2022 of September. Why did this man have a body and urns in his house and backyard? He experienced some financial troubles with the businesses. The 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 cremains of people was from 2012 to 2021. Not understanding that crazy shit. How can you bring yourself to do some crazy mess like that? Colorado is the worst in the nation to inspect funeral homes and keep them running by the books. No inspections or anything. Also, a married couple is waiting trial about 200 bodies being abandoned in a bug-infested facility and giving out fake ashes to loved ones. Another funeral home was selling body parts and also giving fake ashes to loved ones as well. What is the world coming to? Ashes and dead bodies, unclean. Please help me understand. This is Kettle's Corner, and I'm out. I don't get it. I don't oh understand. Oh, my gosh. What I'm in out. the world? This guy, he's going to put on the kitchen list. I'll be getting his name, but by the end of uh, our broadcast, Ooh. I'll have his name, and we can put him on the kitchen list for sure. I, I just don't understand. I am just stunned. Well, I've always wanted to understand the whole the whole cremating situation. I mean, how does that? I mean, I would like to. I think that when somebody's getting cremated, I think the family should be sitting there. It should be almost like a, a you know, like when you go to well, back in the day at Dunkin' Donuts, you used to be able to go in there and look through a window and watch them making donuts. Hmm. But um, I just think I don't think nobody want to watch their loved ones being cremated. Well, no, I mean, at least be be in the environment when it's done. Mm -hmm. So 
when it's done, you can get the ashes right then and there. Instead of well, a joker a telling point. you to come, come back in two weeks and shit. You ain't picking up fucking right. dry cleaning. You know what I mean? This ain't. Right. You ain't getting, right. You're not getting a watch battery put in. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I just want to be able to say, okay, sit in the room over here and we'll be back in a minute. And uh, and also, what is cremated? Is the whole body cremated or, I mean, where are the ashes coming yeah. from? And, and does bones make ashes? I mean, there's a lot that's of a damn good question. questions. That's a lot I don't know. I mean, can you get an urn full just by burning the foot? Or the arm, or the leg, or the hand, or the fingers. Mm. How much does it take? I tell you what, I've often wondered is, do they keep their clothing on, or do they remove the clothing? Exactly. There's a lot of questions. There's a there's a lot of questions about cremation that funeral directors ain't fucking touching. And I tell you another one that I'm always curious about. You know, when people want to put you know different jewelry on a loved one and then they're cremated. I do not believe that the crematories keep that jewelry on these people. No, not at all. I really think that they are going to remove that jewelry. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, because, like, who would know? Yeah, who would Mm -hmm. know? So people are like, oh, this person wanted to have their favorite gold this and silver that and diamond this and that. And they tell the mm-hmm. family, oh, yes, yes, we'll go ahead and have them all laid out. And then when they get ready to do the cremation, they take all that. I think they take all that stuff. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot to that. But keeping all these bodies in the house, I mean, in the, in the yard and all that, that's just some sick, crazy stuff. Yeah. No, it was in the, yeah. it was in the hearse, in the back of his house. In a hearse? In a hearse? Just mm-hmm. sitting there in a car, which apparently had not been driven in all that time. The body, it was in the hearse and had a blanket thrown over it. And it had been in that hearse for almost two or three years. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. For two years. Just for two years, yeah. Hoo-wee, hoo-wee, hoo-wee. Yeah. yeah. All right. That would mess me up, too. Yeah, there's a lot of, when it comes to funeral homes, man, there's, I got a lot of goddamn questions on this <laughs> I think we all do. I got a lot of questions, man. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And then we're coming back with, uh, oh, with I'm Just Saying. All right. On the other side of the break, I'm Just Saying. This is Papa Didi. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men, so call me, Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914 914- 803 4306 or go to a pajama party.com. I gotta give back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. She's gonna dream. She's a boy I got in my phone. All right, welcome back with John Party. One Hills Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. 
Uh, let's see. Let's go to the phone lines before we go to I'm Just Saying. Let's see. We have a caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comments. I'm George. The commentary on the funeral homes in Colorado. Very interesting. And I understand that I can believe it. I'm going to be cremated. And you've opened my eyes up to the possibility that it might not be as I think it could be. And I thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. And I enjoy your comments. You're very, very open you you give me a lot of perspective. Papa D, Cattell especially, you're great people. Okay, thank you. thank you. Well, thank you for the call, and I'm glad we gave you something to think about. Yes, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they work for me. Right. So, yeah. Okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you the HNC. Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, you got to it. Okay, there. All right, then. Well, God bless you guys, and enjoy the rest of this evening. I'm, I'm going to take post it. All righty. Okay, thank you. Okay. All, right. All right. Take care now. Thank All you. Right. Thanks for the You're call. Welcome. All righty. All right. We're going to keep going to I'm Just Saying. And um, tonight for I'm Just Saying, I've got a black history moment mm. that I want to talk about. This is black history moment. And this is not about someone of the past. This is about someone in the present. If you guys have not heard of Western Air Bahamas, you better ask somebody. There is a 29-year-old black woman, and I did say 29, with a long-standing goal to improve the aviation industry. This sister is running a black-owned airline. Uh, her name is Sherexia. Role. She goes by Rexy, and she's a lawyer. Hello. She is the vice president of operations and the general counsel at Western Air. Her father is a pilot, and her mother is an international business professional. Come through, family. One day during a family trip from Florida to the Bahamas, uh, which is the island that they're from, they came up the idea to start an airline mainly because they noticed that there were increasing delays and flight interruptions on their trip. And they figured, you know what, we can do something to fix this problem. So her father, Rex Roll, is the president and CEO of the airline. Uh, And her mother, Chandrice Woodside Roll, is the vice president and the COO of Western Air. So Rexy's role is to handle the day-to-day operations and drive the company expansion. So after she got her master's degree and her JD, she focused on aviation and business law to align her work experience with the family business. Now, Rexy challenged her outdated role of the quote-unquote good old boys club and their exclusivity. So her journey into this prominent role required immense determination and resilience and a lot of hard work. Since the driving force behind Rexy's endeavors is her commitment to addressing gender and racial diversity within aviation, 
She claims to use her influence to redefine industry norms. Rexy says, I definitely find that there are some preconceived notions as to what an airline executive should be, and I think that they always used to look a certain way. So I'm all about combating that, but I also understand that your work has to speak for itself. Under Rexy's guidance, Western Air Limited has achieved notable milestones and continuous growth as the largest privately owned airline in the Bahamas come through Miss Rexy. The airline has over 230 employees, solidifying its position as the largest black privately owned airline in the world. Hello, in the world. Rexy led the company expansion and the international operations all before reaching the age of 30. Did I mention that this sister is only 29? And she's fine. 29 and fine, running this thing, do the thing, girl. Do it, Rexy. And today, her visionary leadership continues to steer the airline toward unprecedented success. Shout out to Western Air Bahamas and Sister Rexy doing the damn thing. And that's my Black History Month. Miss Rex is up. Hello, hello. And that's Good Western morning, Air Bahamas. Nice. All right. I'm here for that's it. Nice. Okay. Yes. What's up? <laughs> yes, Miss Rexy. Yes, yes. Um, Yes. Okay. I'm going to call you. That was a good one, real one. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Papa Didi. It's living for the city time. What's happening in the city? Well, you know, the one thing I want to focus on, man, that really hurts my heart is that when I think of the people, um, Back in the day, I, well, I can't really say people, but I guess I could say people. But, you know, I guess you got to narrow it down to the chosen few, the people that had to um, had to hide their, their true identities based on um, where society was at the time. And these were really talented people that really shouldn't have gave a damn about anything, you know. And I'm th- speaking on people like um, the, the the lead singer for um, Queen, you know, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some respect, you had George Michael, you know. But the main person I want to focus on who who had to stay in the shadows so long because of his his, his choices in life or his preferences in life was uh, Sylvester, you know. When I when I read the story of Sylvester and and everybody who was in his circle said nothing but wonderful things about his talent and his ability to perform and his costumes and how he rolled and the things he'd done and how he did his thing unbelievably, you know. And I just, um, the way he died so hard, you know, he eventually died of AIDS during that particular time frame when the government didn't give a damn about 
anything in the 80s. You know, they were so damn homophobic that they didn't know what was happening. So they give a shit as long as it wouldn't happen to them, to their friends and family. They didn't care. It went on for a long, long time until Rock Hudson brought it to the forefront and people started saying, wow, I guess this shit is real. But, you know, when I, I look at um, Sylvester, I just I just can't... Um, you wouldn't believe how much he had to stay in the shadows, how much he wasn't accepted, where the world today is just in full bloom, you know? And how does something happen 30 years later where people got to hide so much when 30 years later people are not only pronouncing but making a ton of fucking money, making more money, performers and everything, making more money than than Sylvester ever made, you know? And it's why was it hidden from the beginning when it's going to be revealed at some point? What the fuck is that about? I don't understand. I don't understand. And who were the people that was just keeping, that was dogging the people, that made the people hide their stuff? Because, you know, if you look at Sylvester, for example, and the music, the way he made people happy was just unbelievable. And in my opinion, too, that song, You Are My Friend, mm. shit. Saying nothing. You know, you got Patti LaBelle that kind of made it famous for mainstream, but Sylvester sang the shit out of it, okay? Sang the shit out of it. And it's just it's just amazing. And so speaking on black history, I just want to pay homage to Sylvester because if you ain't got nothing else to do and you want to put some headphones on and you want to listen to some good shit, you put on some You Are My Friend or Do You Want to Dance or or just all kinds of songs by him, you know, and just listen to his passion on how he sang his songs and how he performed. It'll, it'll blow your mind. For the little time he was around, because people that die young and die early, they're not, they're not around that long, you know, but the impact that they make, and you think they're in the underground world, but that's bullshit. This man was world-renowned. Him and the Weather Girls, you know, mm. you know, um, they were, you know, they were off the chain, you know. Martha Wash and uh, the other young lady. I can't uh, remember her name. Two times the son. Mm-hmm. They became known as. Yeah, they were just unbelievable. They were unbelievable. And I just want to pay homage to to Sylvester. Sylvester on Black History Month. God bless you, my brother. Going too soon. Talented as hell. Entertainer. Such an entertainer. A falsetto that was unbelievable. Anybody that sings and knows when you go in falsetto, falsetto is like, man, that's like Eddie Kendricks when he was young with The Temptations. The lead singer of Blue Magic. Falsetto, Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Falsetto, man, people that can hit that note, you know, that that falsetto note and just hold it. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that, that's all I'm going to put out there on Black History. Okay, Out, out, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That was a thing yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. I have to say, yep. Okay, Frank, what are you going to do next? Oh, I guess we'll take a break while we think about Sylvester. 
And uh, we're going to come back with Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. She got all the good details on what's happening in Tinseltown. So we're going to check that out on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show. And we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to John Party. One of the Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for the Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle. All right, Papa D. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Intro. Papa D. He's setting up for it. I think. No, he over here tripping. Come on with the intro. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, we'll just go with that. Yeah, he switched up on you. I didn't think of our regular theme song. Hollywood. Oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. He's special tonight. Yeah. Right. Oh, 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 Tell you the full story. Tell us if she does donate $100,000 to family of Kansas City Chiefs to rape shooting victims. Lisa Lopez uh, Galvan, she was killed at um, Hickey's Place, the Super Bowl winning football team that includes Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Um, Taylor Swift has donated the money to the family of Lisa Lopez, um, who was killed in a mass shooting at a parade for the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs singer whose boyfriend, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, um, plays for the team, made two fifty thousand dollars donations and wrote, Sending my deepest sympathies and condolences to the um in the wake of your devastating loss. Uh so Representative for Swift confirmed uh to the um about the donation. The fund was set up to provide um vital financial support to the family of the Radio DJ, uh, I don't use the DJ, Lopez Galvin. As they process their unthinkable tragedy, she has survived for her husband and two children. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
21 others were injured in the attack, more than half of them under the age of 16, and many of them with life-threatening injuries. Staff at the city's university hospital, one of three receiving uh, patients, uh, said that uh, of the eight ABCs, uh, three were discharged. One was in a stable condition, and two were in critical condition, but improving. Wow. Um, so, that is still silver line, so... All right, we hope those donations keep coming in because, I mean, that's just a drop in the bucket, really, $100,000. Sounds like a lot, but it's, it's not. No, it's not. Um, yeah. Monique, this is interesting. Monique joins Cat Williams on the road for a comedy tour. Mm. This news comes ah. on the heels of her no holds bar interview with Club Shay Shay. Following her riveting one-on-one with Shannon Sharp, the actor has now joined forces with fellow comedian Cat Williams. Uh, Monique announced on Instagram that she would be going on tour with Williams, who also broke the internet during the nearly three-hour interview on the Club Shay Shay in early February. Um, goes on to say, I want to tell you all about my twin brother, Cat Williams. <laughs> Guess uh, what? I'm okay. going to be joining my brother, Cat Williams, on tour. Mm-hmm. So she announced that. All right, now. Mo has wasted no time getting back into the groove of making fans laugh. So far, Mo has taken center stage in New York and Connecticut. So she's been touring as well. So okay. kudos to Monique. She, she's back in the game. She's back in the game. That's good to hear. All right. Go on, girl. Um, that's what I say. Yeah, I, I've been looking forward to her coming back on tour anyway. So who knows? I might check her out. Um, Bow Wow. Haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, he recalls collapsing, being hospitalized doing, uh, due to his addiction to um, lean. He said I had to, to get right. Lean. I'll tell you what that is. He, he's reflecting okay. on the moment that he ended up in the hospital due to his drug addiction. 36-year-old rapper recently appeared on the um, Art of Dialogue podcast and opened up about going through withdrawal after heavily using lean. It's also known as uh, zip or a combination of um, uh, promethazine and codeine-based uh, Coster with soft drink around the time he was collaborating with Omario in 2007. So he said he was zooted out of his mind. He said he had to go get right. So I guess he went wow. into rehab for a while. I remember okay. he did go away for a while and um, they were just saying that he was um, dehydrated or something. They lied about what, what had happened for real, for real. So, uh, didn't know. But uh, he is really grown up, 36 years old, huh? Okay. Wow. Where did the um, time go? Yeah, for sure. Um, Kelly Clarkson, um, she has um, lost a lot of weight. I guess a lot of people think she's lost weight because of stress or things like that. But the biggest thing, and other entertainers are using it as well, Oprah, uh, Tracy Morgan, Amy Schumer, um and some other entertainers, uh, Sharon Osborne, um, using um, Ozempic. 
Um, because uh-huh. a lot of these people have uh, become where they end up finding out that they're uh, second stage of being diabetic. So Enzepic mm. has been used for that, and it's also a weight loss uh, medicine as well. So a lot of times people cannot find that particular product because all these entertainers are using it. So yeah, is why and folks are losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. So certain things are back order. You can't find it. Um, also, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg is in the news. His brother, music executive Bean Worthington Jr., uh, he's 44. He, he passed away. Um, Snoop's younger brother, Bean Worthington, uh, 44-year-old died on Thursday, uh, which runs the area medical examiner's office. The cause of death will be pending, so uh, they don't know yet. Uh, Snoop hired his brother to work on high-profile projects, and he rose through the ranks of the rapper's entourage to become a tour manager and then the executive producer at the record label that bears his nickname. Um, he also had different products under uh, his dog. He told the publication he had a multiple endeavors launched under his brother's branding, including a skateboard deck maker, his dog board company in the mid-2000s, uh, and a foot-long hot dog startup called Snoop Dogs. Um, he oh, owns the okay. record label run as part of Snoop's businesses with Quebec-based urban uh, heat legend, uh, whose chief Miguel Lopez was a, was a friend. Uh, so, dog, under Dog Records. So, he used a lot of, um, you know, things under, you know, Snoop Dogg's name, but, hey, he was working. He wasn't had his, had his hand out, so that was good. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah. All right, folks. And uh, everybody knows about the Super Bowl, who the surprises were. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, they had uh, uh, crazy as Jermaine Dupree looking like a little kid, which I ain't understand. <laughs> that. Uh, Alicia Keys, she wore that red. She was banging that red um, piano. That was a surprise. Yeah. Also, and that red um, her. Yeah. Also to see her as well. So um that was a lot yeah. of surprises. Ludacris and uh oh, yeah. um, what's the other guy's name? Um Little uh, John. Little John. Yeah, Little John, yes. Mhm. So, and uh, I really enjoyed Will it. I Am. Will I Am. Oh, Will I Am, yes, yes. Because I didn't realize who it was until I said, Okay, that's Will I Am so I didn't either. Me, that's in my, I was like, Who's that's the dude in, my, in the helmet? Yeah, he was <laughs> right, funny. I will say that's my top three as far as uh, Super Bowl halftime. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was great. It, it was really great. Good. It was. And that's my Hollywood wrap up. Oh, okay. Uh, you gonna talk about Beyonce's country song? Oh boy. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we can get into that. I guess you can play a little version of it. Um, they were having some issues um, uh, wanting to play it on the country. Um, uh, I guess stations, but um, okay, yeah, yeah, well, we got a little, little bit. bit of it. All right, let's see what we got. This ain't
Come take it to the floor now. Woo! There's a tornado. Oh, my city. 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 Oh, my it is a bitch. Hell no, bitch. This is a female dog. Believe me. <laughs> I don't think she was talking about better, a dog. You better, you better recognize. She said dog. People can say bitch all day on oh. regular TV. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah we'll see. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's yeah, been a lot of controversy yeah. over this because some okay. of the country stations said they didn't want to play it because one station said, we don't play Beyonce because we're country. And then the Beehive got on them and started calling and calling, and folk jumped on them and blew their uh, switchboard up and said, look, yeah, it's Beyonce, but it's a country song. Play it. We want to hear it. No, they did the and the thing. station started playing it. They did the same thing with Lil Nas mm-hmm. X. Exactly. Same thing yeah. with, uh, what's that song? Uh, the road. What's that song called? Little yeah, Nas. Yeah, road. A road. I can't think of the name of it right now. Road, Something about a road. Horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one. Means... They did the same mm-hmm. one. You remember that song, Little Nas X, and uh, Billy uh, Ray yeah. Cyrus? But they just but, want people. Yeah, they just want people talking. That's all. So that's what they doing. They buzzing. Uh huh. So. She accomplished yeah. what she showed up to. So. It's okay. I didn't hear the other one. It's another one called something, 16 Carriages. She's going to be headlining at the CMA next year. You watch. We're going to see. All right, Kettle. That's Kettle's uh, Hollywood wrap-up. She got it in tonight. All the good stuff. All right. That takes us down to the world-famous Kissing List. So, Papa Didi, if you would kindly explain what is the world famous, international famous pajama party kiss it list. Please tell the folk what that is. The kiss it list. Whew. People that show their butt, and we're going to put them on blast. And can I please start it out with Jennifer Decker? That's that uh, white lady in Kentucky who thinks that uh, her father was a slave. Oh, yeah, she's a mess. She's crazy. And I'm going to add that guy, Calvin, who was smuggling pythons in his pants. Put him on the mm. kissing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was real foul this week. She was doing a bunch of showing off. So put her on the kissing list, as mm-hmm. usual. And, of course, Trump for it spewing a lot of misinformation and straight-out lies. Put him mm-hmm. on the kissing list. You know, he's going around telling people he has never had an empty seat at any of his rallies. I'm oh, like, dude, yeah. the evidence is all over the Internet. You have plenty That's of empty seats. What are you, boy, boy, bye. <laughs> like, why don't you stop Don't sit your ass down. Don't sit your ass yes. I'm like, why mm-hmm. would you lie when it's so easily verified that you're lying. That's what he does. That's what he does. 
Uh, I guess they he counts on people not checking stuff. So I have one, Miles Hartford. That's the guy with the um 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 the crematory, the um funeral home. Yes, thank you. Yeah, he's definitely on the kissing list. Uh, let's see. Anybody else, Papa D? Uh, all these lying Republicans, put them on the kissing list. Um, I'm going to say um, Netanyahu. I'm putting him on the kissing list. Yeah, because he needs to stop bombing them people. I'm like, why are you not seemingly, I'll say seemingly or allegedly, not interested in peace? It seems like all you want to do stopped, is bomb, kill, and destroy. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you they can't even get a break and stuff to get hostages out and I mean, it's just it's gotten beyond ridiculous over there. Also, mm-hmm. Putin because Putin mm-hmm. I do believe was behind the death of that guy whose name I can't recall. The guy who always spoke out against him who uh, ended up just all of a sudden dying, uh, I think yesterday or day before. Oh, I'm so sorry, I can't remember that man's name. He had been locked up before uh, by the Russians because he was the one that called out Putin and Putin's bullcrap. And then they locked him up. He, they they shot him up with some kind of uh, poison. He bounced back from that. What is his name? Begins with an N. I can't remember. But he finally passed away. And I believe Putin was behind it. So, Putin, you're on the kissing list. Uh, let's see. Is anybody else, Kel? Um, uh, no. Oh. That's all for me. I would say the people that are prosecuting Fannie Willis and her associate down there in Georgia. Y'all trying to find fault where the issue was an ethics issue, not anything else. It had her relationship with that brother had nothing to do with the prosecution against Trump. So they need to just get off of that. If you want to slap her on the wrist for doing something that looks unethical based on the, the look of stuff, do that. But trying to Get her for something else. All this other bull crap is a bunch of bull crap. Y'all coming for a sister because she's a sister down in Georgia, and y'all are pissed because she's intelligent, strong, determined, and y'all don't like it. So stop trying to come for a sister. So don't get pretty with me. Yeah, she told him, don't get cute with me. So I think if that's everybody on the kiss it list this week, oh, Mike uh, Johnson, I believe. The Speaker of the House, he's another one. Put him on the kiss it list. All right, that's it. We have something for everybody on this week's kiss it list. Kiss my empire ass.
All right, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. Well, we're down to the last word. Ooh, what a night, what a night. What's your last word, Papa Didi? I'm just hoping next week that uh, they wrap up this thing with the Willis lady and, you know, call her unethical and she did some unethical shit. And, but tr- Trump got to realize the trial's still going to go on. Mm-hmm. You know? But the gentleman still qualifies to be a special prosecutor. She ain't got to be there. Either get rid of him and keep her or get rid of her and keep him. One or two, Trump is still going to go down. That's true. They finished all the testimony today. Now they're just waiting on the judge to come back with a decision. They will. They like to get disbarred, you know. Was that your last word? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my last word is... Uh, Let us continue to celebrate black history, not only in February, but every day of the year. There are so many accomplishments of black people and people of color that go unnoticed, uncelebrated, unapplauded, and it's up to us to bring those things to the forefront and to celebrate them. If we don't celebrate them, nobody else will. We can't wait for other people that don't look like us to celebrate us. So let's stop waiting on that. Do it ourselves. We don't need anybody else to celebrate us. So let's do it ourselves. Look up some things. Read about the accomplishments of our people. And let's celebrate us and be proud of us. And that's my last word. Over to you, Carol. What's your last word? Hmm. That was a good segue. Um, I like what you said, uh, Red Wine, because I agree with you. We need to start celebrating us more often. Um, just so many times we always um, shoot and killing or this black race is going to be gone if we don't get ourselves together. I always talk about that. They need some help here in the D.C. area. But I just want to... Um, Black History Moment. Um, this woman, uh, she was a devoted mother, sister, and friend. Um, she was born February 16, 1958. Uh, she was one of the best dentists in the D.C. area for over 25 years. Howard uh, University alumni. Yes. Um, she was caring. Um, she was a uh, yes person, but she always she always said yes. That's what I mean when I say a yes person. She was noble, tenacious, humble, independent, and always on time. When I say always on time, she was on, always on time when you needed her um, in any capacity. It didn't matter. Um, and that's a black history uh, memory moment. Um, yes. Because that person, her name is Dr. Cynthia B. Worthy. She was my sister. Yes. So. Shout out, Dr. Worthy. Today would have been her 66th birthday, and uh, I miss her a whole lot. So. 
That's my yeah. uh, last word. Yeah. We all, all right. miss her. That's beautiful. She was a special lady. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. She surely was. One of a kind. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got that yeah. right. There was no mm-hmm. other like Dr. Worsley. So the show, the show fell on the right thing. Right. Sure did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I also want to give a shout out to my um, my uh, niece. Uh, this today is her birthday as well. Matter of fact, they're twenty years apart. So, um, yeah, today is her birthday. Okay, happy birthday! <laughs> yeah. All right. That's my last word. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good one. Good one, Kevin. Okay. All you. right. Well. That wraps up another episode of the Java Party. We want to thank everybody for listening, for calling, for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. And, uh, you know, spread the news. Tell somebody about the Pajama Party Show. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the A. And you can hear previous episodes. You can... Check out the Cocktail of the Week. You can check out our bios if you want to know more about Papa Didi or Kettle or me, Red Wine. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. And if you'd like to advertise with us, hit us up online. All the information is on the website. Uh, Until next week, we will bid you a good night. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kel. Good night. And good night. Adios, arrivederci, bonsoir, deuces, peace, sayonara, ciao. We out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.
Rapid expansion? We're ready. Economic crisis? We're good. Worker shortage? Good. AI? Got it. What if a celebrity buys the company? Depends on who it is, but we're good. What if a global internet outage sends us back to the Stone Age? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. See, the world turns into one of those zombie shows. Which one? Any of them. Relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread, a brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives. When its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread, while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.